This Wellness Couch podcast brought to you by our brand new Facebook group called The Wellness Couch Tribe. Come join us and chat about any episode at any time. Keep up to date with all our events and connect with a like-minded group of wellness enthusiasts just like you. To join The Wellness Couch Tribe, simply search for The Wellness Couch Tribe on Facebook. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Welcome to today's podcast with Dr. Jack Cruz. We strongly recommend that you listen to today's podcast with an open heart and an open mind and shield the ears of any young kids who may be listening to this podcast with you as there are some expletives. Dr. Cruz is opinionated and he does have some very strong views when it comes to health and well-being. You might even find some of your own views being conflicted. Our suggestion is to try to keep an open mind and listen to the message that has great power and great value behind it. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast and get a lot from it just as we did. Here we are up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And this week we have an extraordinary guest on the show, someone that the three of us have been following for quite some time now and have certainly fallen in love with around his philosophy for living, uh, the information he's learnt. And I'm sure when Cindy introduces him, you guys are going to be absolutely astounded as to who we have with us today. Yes, we have Dr. Jack Cruz. Dr. Jack Cruz is a neurosurgeon in Texas so, um, but I've watched him since 2012 when I got to interview him um, regarding his story. So what I think we'll start with Jack. Um, welcome, Jack. Hello. So um, what um, I'd like you to talk about is how you um, got onto what you're doing right now. I know you're far from where you were in 2012, but let's talk about what happened to you um, at a conference Many, many years ago. Cindy, I'm going to be honest with you. I I really don't agree with that. I I don't think I'm far from it. I think the difference is now that most of the people that follow me now begin to realize what you interviewed about with me a long time ago. Um, I just Mm -hmm. never told you really what pinned down the leptin prescription, the cold thermogenesis protocol. I never really got into the physics behind it because I knew most people back then um, we're still in a diet and exercise paradigm that it was going to take uh, a couple of things that had to happen in society for people to kind of wake up to see what the cause was. So <clears throat> I would say everything from my perspective is still exactly the same today in 2019 as it was in 2012. The difference is, is all the predictions that I made over the last 10 years have now come to fruition. Ah. Well, let's, let's talk about how you got into leptin in the first place because I, I talk about it a lot and the importance of it, but let's talk about how you first learned about it. Yeah, well, I mean, it was from an uh, injury that I had while I was giving a talk on spine surgery. I just stood up uh, and I got a horrible pain in my right knee. And uh, long story short, I was at a, um, a meeting with a bunch of orthopedic surgeons and neurosurgeons who did spine surgery. One of the orthopedic surgeon's wives were there, and 
she happened to work for a very powerful biotechnology company. Uh, and she said, look, I think I know why this happened to you. <clears throat> she goes, I'm going to send you a book and six papers. And she did. And what she really wanted me to do is out the industry. And uh, that's not how I took it. Mm -hmm. I went a totally different way. I actually said, is she trying to tell me what's in this book is somehow possibly true? And, you know, long story short, she's now divorced from that orthopedic surgeon. And she's actually contacted me many times since that has happened. And she's kind of stunned about where I took this. Mm -hmm. Because what she allowed me to realize is that the physics of organisms was the real problem behind what leptin is. And leptin basically is a protein that is filled with a bunch of, um, for want of a better term, benzene rings that act like uh, playgrounds for photons. They actually absorb sunlight. And it turns out that the way that leptin works, it has to be programmed properly by the light that you live in in your environment. That includes not only light we see, but also light we don't see, light that we're using actually right now to communicate between Australia and the United States. And it turned out that I was, um, how shall we say, in my lifestyle and, and my uh, job, I was uh, in, imbibing a little bit too much in that non-native EMF and blue light, and it made me leptin resistant. And when I realized that, I said, you know, I think – I understand this pretty well. It took me about 18 months to really figure it out. Uh, I came up with the leptin uh, prescription, which if you look at those six steps, you know, on my website, you'll never see some of the things that I just told you about. And the reason why is because when I wrote it 15 years ago, nobody was ready for the story about light, water, and magnetism. And the reason why is because nobody truly in medicine or biology uh, really understood it really well. And I knew that if I talked about those issues that I would lose people at hello. So there was another big researcher in the United States. His name is Dr. Doug Wallace, and he's at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And he's the world expert in mitochondrial medicine. And basically, when you're leptin resistant, it causes major problems in the second genome in your cell. See, everybody probably down under knows about the nuclear genome that everybody talks about ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. The thing in the United States, we spent about $3.8 trillion on cancer studies since 1971 when President Nixon declared the war on cancer. And we haven't done shit uh, with that money or that time in cancer research. And it turns out the reason for that, Dr. Wallace has laid out over his entire career, about 45, 50 years, that cancer and most of the diseases that you face in Oz and what I face here, they're mitochondrial-based, not DNA-based. Uh, in fact, he said in most of his public talks that approximately 80 to 85%. He believes I have upgraded his information. I believe it's actually 95% is mitochondrial-based. And the reason I've said that is because when I started to understand all this, I made a lot of predictions early on that, uh, especially since I've talked to you last time, have really come to fruition. You know, I predict, predicted the obesity crisis. I, I predicted the opiate crisis. I predicted the suicide crisis. I predicted that as soon as doctors went to electronic medical records here in the States, they'd start killing themselves at record rates. That's happened in the United States. Um, 
The other thing that's happened is the number one cause of death between 19 and 25-year-olds used to be car crashes in the United States just five or six years ago. Now it's suicide. I also predicted, let's talk about Oz. I predicted in your country that you would have obesity, autoimmunity, and melanoma rates higher than any place in the world because your real problem down under isn't the sun. It's that you have really shitty water. And it's tied to the water cycle. And if you understand what mitochondria fundamentally do, they take sunlight and CO2 and water, and they, I should say uh, glucose with sunlight, and they turn it into water at the fourth cytochrome in your mitochondria. And it turns out most people in Oz can't do that well. Um, so fast forward to 2019. See, Jack, I guess 10 or 15 years ago, would have been characterized as a heretic, a skeptic, uh, a crazy SOB on the internet, you know, saying the things I'm saying. It turns out, Cindy, now in 2019, I'm a lot less crazy. I'm a <laughs> lot more popular and a lot of people want to talk to me because a lot of the things that I predicted have now come to fruition. And, you know, I was probably the first person in the uh, paleo scene telling people that blue light was a huge problem. It was the number one big non-native EMF that we all had to understand. And there was reasons why I got involved in that. And I knew that blue light was tied to leptin resistance. But the problem was when I talked to you in 2012, I didn't have the smoking gun to give people. Well, I got the smoking gun in three studies, one in 2014 when we found out that melanopsin, which is the blue light detector, was in the arteries of our skin. And it turns out it's in the arteries everywhere in our body. And then uh, it really got upgraded in December of 2017 uh, when we found out that, uh, that melanopsin was in our subcutaneous fat. And then that's when everything clicked. Why? Because where's leptin found? Leptin is found in the sub-Q fat. And yeah. one of the things that's confounded all the uh, PhD nutrition researchers is – you know, why did God or evolution put this hormone in our sub-Q fat when its mechanism of action is actually at the hypothalamic level? Well, when you begin to understand that none of this process has to do with biochemistry, that it's all photonically based, it makes eminent sense that you would put this receptor where the sun hits you on the surface. That's the key. When you get in the sun, see, that's the EMF that you're designed to have your cognitive bias to. So my, my um, message to people in Oz is a very counterintuitive one because I'm about the only person you'll have on your show that's going to tell you that every single health metric in Australia that tells you to wear sunglasses, sunscreen, and all that is absolute abject horseshit. And if you believe that, you, you are a moron based on the latest data. The key is you need to understand why the melanoma is taken off in your country, why the skin cancers have taken off, why you have certain cities around your country that have average BMIs over 40, and why you actually have more autoimmunity in your country uh, on a per capita basis than we do in the United States. It actually turns out that the power density in your country um, is tied to these effects. And when I say power density, I'm talking about the non-native EMF, the things that you guys create. 
uh, in those cities are radically different than what we have here. And that's the reason why your health metrics vary from us. The same reason why people in, in the uh, European Union actually have a lot more electro-hypersensitivity. The reason for that is that one of the major EMS they're affected by is the 50 hertz power grid. Uh, and we're beginning to see that a little bit in the States because uh, 5G actually puts you at that risk. So all of these EMFs that do not come from sunlight, which is 250 to 780 nanometer light in the visible range, every single part of the electromagnetic spectrum causes leptin resistance. And it turns out certain parts cause it quicker and faster than others. And it happens in my country. Here's where Australian people get a, a benefit. My country's rolled out 5G faster than everything else. Telstra, down where you guys are, have done you a disservice in some places. Like you happen to be listening to this, you live in Melbourne, you're in trouble. Uh, if you live in Sydney, parts of Sydney, you're in trouble. Even if you're up in Queensland now, 5G is up there too. And, you know, you guys probably know that I have a lot of Australian members. In mm. fact, one of my big members is Jason Bowden-Smith, who's actually uh, embarked on an incredible journey to actually help your entire country. Most of you don't know what he's doing, but he's aiming to fix the water problem in your country. And just so you guys know, Jason's a guy uh, that had over 20 mitochondrial diseases before he became one of my members. He actually had half his face hacked off from uh, three different skin cancers. He now goes in the sun constantly all the time. In fact, he just was in the States and he's, go back, he's now back in Australia. But he is looking to build a plant that makes the right kind of water that's going to help the people everywhere in Australia, but it looks like he's going to have to build the plant in the United States because your government is a bunch of assholes. Um, I don't think there'd be many people who disagree with you on that one. <laughs> right. well, here's, the, here's the key thing. If we can get the water situation right in Australia, we can actually knock the disease metrics down very quickly. This is the reason why for my members have been with me for 10 or 15 years. I've, I've told them that Australia has always been my canary in the coal mine. I have to be honest with you guys. You said Australia, that in 2012. Right. And Australia is becoming less and less my canary in the coal mine because there's other parts of the world now that have adopted um, parts of the spectrum that are going to cause leptin resistance even faster. It turns out, if, if you would have talked to me in detail about this topic in 2012, and believe it or not, most people did not because they didn't understand my perspective well enough to actually ask me good questions. Uh, now they do. And back in 2012, if you would have asked me as a betting man, I would have said that the microwave part of the spectrum that we're using for communication is the real problem. I'm going to tell you I disagree with that now. I think the real problem and this is really problematic. It's the radio frequencies that are the biggest issue. And it turns out those are the ones that are most ubiquitously used because uh, all cells tend to use RF radiations. And many of you down in Oz probably don't know this, but in 2015, 
the federal government, the United States federal government did a study that they actually paid for um, that showed without a doubt that RF radiation causes cancer in nocturnal mammals. And the study was done on rats and mice. The, the study was so devastating to the CTI industry, that's the cell carriers, and Telstra is one of those members, um, that the United States government shelved the study, sent it back out to 50 scientists uh, for three years, and then on November 1st, 2018, we're talking a couple months ago, the final tally came out from the NTP study and showed beyond a shadow of a doubt that RF radiations cause cancer in nocturnal mammals. Now, why is this a big deal for all of you and Oz to pay attention to? Because I know nobody down there outside of maybe Charlie Tao are talking about this. Um, well, nocturnal mammals, their melanopsin system is bound to this vitamin you may have heard of called vitamin A, and it's got a very strong covalent bond. Well, we're diurnal mammals, and what does it mean for us? As diurnal mammals, we're, we're designed to live in sunlight. We have a weak covalent bond. So if these diurnal, I should say these nocturnal mammals, got cancer from the lowest part of the spectrum that we use for communication, that means that we're more at risk because of this situation. So when you begin to understand why Charlie Tao has been in Australia saying, look, the brain tumor registry down in Australia is definitely showing some changes. And you have people in the government, you know, trying to say Charlie Tao is now crazy. Um, he's not crazy because guess what? We're seeing this effect globally and we're going to see it continue to rise as time goes on because of how RF interacts with our skin and our eyes. And now that we know that melanopsin is in both places, the game has really changed. Now, now if, you, if you're a person listening to this podcast and you don't know shit about leptin, I'm just going to tell you, you better get on the bus and learn really quick because 5G is already in Australia. It's in most of your major cities. Um, Telstra has been trying to hide that for a period of time. They've been testing it for over five years. I've got plenty of members down there with meters that can confirm that. And the thing is, you need to begin to start to pay attention to zip code changes in Australia. And believe it or not, there's a lot of doctors down there that are already contacting me via Twitter and social media that they have seen some really bizarre things beginning to happen in cities. And the number one city where it's already occurred is in Melbourne. Uh, it's also going to get pretty bad in Tasmania. Um, there's a lot of things that people need to understand about how this is going to interact. And you can't be scared about it. You actually have to understand it. People don't change their behavior until they understand the why of something. And since you don't have control of this because your government controls it, you really need to understand it. And the rules of engagement in Australia, believe it or not, are stricter there than they are in the states. Um, the states, the federal government has the power, but it turns out there's a lot of local governmental power that's being now inflicted in a lot of 5G cities. Why? Because it's become very obvious to not only activists and doctors here, 
that all these predictions, when everybody thought Jack was about hyperbole, um, it's no longer hyperbole. I don't have to convince anybody anymore that I'm right. Now people come to me and they want to know why this has happened and, and what do I do practically to try to fix this issue. Now, the answer, the prescription is different for different parts of the world. Why? Because it turns out the way electromagnetic radiation works with your mitochondria, it, it means the environment that is literally one or two feet around you is the single most important part of the equation. So if you understand that you have to control that part of your environment like a crazy person, then you'll do pretty good. The, the real problem becomes if you don't know about any of this going on and say you happen to work in a hospital in Oz and you start seeing all these doctors and nurses who work shifts kill themselves, you know, all of a sudden people go, this is bizarre. Why did all of a sudden this start happening? Well, it turns out that you know, when you work at night, you're around blue light and you happen to be around electromagnetic radiation because every, everybody's gone to electronic medical records. All the light bulbs have been changed from incandescent to LEDs. LEDs have massive blue light spikes, and this affects melanopsin, and this is what's driving the leptin resistance. So when you have most of your other guests come on here and tell you, oh, it's all about food and, and diet, those are people that Jack will say are morons, and you should not listen to them because <laughs> they clearly don't know the foundational science that this is tied to and why when you guys laugh and you don't hear me laugh, that's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> what people don't realize is that food is an electromagnetic footprint of photosynthesis. Okay. Food is also a story about light and not too many people understand that people who come on most podcasts talk about carbohydrates, fats, and proteins when you're a black swan mitochondria and part of my tribe, we talk about electrons and protons and power density changes. When things grow in Oz in spring and summer, they don't grow in certain places in winter and fall. What, what controls that? The power of sunlight. Mm -hmm. That is controlled by the Rubisco enzyme. And it turns out on planet Earth, we have three different pathways to make food. They're called C3, C4, and CAN. Each one has a different aspect of how it takes CO2 and water and sunlight and turns it into sugar, that difference changes the free radical signal that's possible in the food as it's broken down to electrons and protons. And it also even has to do with the quantum spin state of the hydrogen that's in those foods. And it turns out your mitochondria only cares about electrons and protons. That's why the input is called electron train transport. What sits in the matrix and what spits out through the ATPase? Hydrogen. Mm -hmm. And it has to be in its lowest isotope form, meaning H+. If it happens to be in the next isoform, which is called deuterium, it's a real problem. And that's what leads to significant leptin resistance. So I've heard you talk about the deuterium. Um, quite a bit and the different states of hydrogen. Can you um, discuss that now about the different states of hydrogen and what deuterium is? Yeah, it's, it's really easy, but let's, let's discuss it from a basic uh, 
easy standpoint that people can understand. Everybody okay. knows this famous guy named Einstein. He came up with this equation in you know the early 1900s called E equals MC squared. It's known as the mass equivalence equation. What did he fundamentally say in that equation? That energy equals mass times light. So he's basically saying that light and mass are exactly the same things. The only thing that determines the difference is the environment they're found in. So what else does that mean? It means when light slows down, it becomes things made out of mass. That actually freaks people out when I say it to them. But guess what? It's actually true. So when sunlight comes from the sun and hits the chloroplast in a leaf, it gets slowed down and it gets turned into something called glucose. Okay? So this is no longer you know, Jack Cruz hyperbole and folly, people actually now know that every single part of photosynthesis is quantized. Here's where it gets interesting. Anything that has a lower atomic mass, meaning that it's more like light, actually allows you to live longer. Anything that has a higher atomic mass tends not to stick around too long. Why? Because it has actually less energy per unit density in it. So when you think about hydrogen, which is the lightest element on the periodic table, H plus is, is atomic mass number one or, or the first element on the table. Well, deuterium, um, and what, just so people understand, hydrogen is a proton with an electron. That's all it is, okay? Deuterium is a proton plus a neutron plus an electron. So what does that mean? It has double the atomic mass of regular hydrogen. So that means it's twice as heavy, okay? That is a massive change. But here's one of the crazy things about physics and nature. The, the, how deuterium reacts in electric and magnetic fields is remarkably different. In other words, it has a different spin state. And it turns out that anything that has mitochondria or anything that has a chloroplast, do you, do you know what's unusual about it in nature it's racist you know what it's racist to it's racist to h plus it does not like deuterium at all in fact if you put heavy water which is what deuterium laden water is and you try to use it to grow bacteria or plants they grow about 40 to 50 percent less fast and people didn't realize this for a really long time it turns out that your mitochondria is the one part of the cell which makes water at the fourth cytochrome, all the water your mitochondria make is designed to be deuterium depleted. And guess where it gets the hydrogen and oxygen to do that from? From food. So, Cindy, if you happen to eat man-made food that has no hydrogen quality assurance program because it's made in a damn lab and it's not got the QA program that photosynthesis has, you think maybe that's why processed food is a problem and not all the bullshit you hear from the food gurus. Guess what? <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> People didn't realize how deep Jack was going with this. So now we are in 2019, you know, and if you look back on my YouTube videos that I did in Vermont in 2016, I gave people literally in two hours that whole story. You want to learn more about it? Go watch the damn video. If you want to learn about how your skin and your eye works to keep you thin and healthy, 
go watch the Vermont 2017 video on YouTube. Now, if you want to learn about Deuterium, you got a little problem. You're going to have to join either my website or my Patreon blog because the Vermont 2018 video that covers all that is protected. See, Jack has done a lot for free. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do, Jack. I, I, I've been, like I said, I've been following you and all the information that you give and the blogs that you give. I loved when you, I don't know if you're still doing it, but I love when you used to do for the, you called it either the simple version or the hard version. I can't remember exactly how you yeah. said it, but I always read the simple version. Yeah, the geeks and then the, the non-geeks. Yeah. And, hey. the reason, and the reason why was because, and Cindy, you'll appreciate this, people only seem to understand where they are in that station of life. Like if you only understand food by fats, proteins, and carbohydrates, you're only going to stay in that culture. What I do is I refuse to sink to your level. I am going to elevate your game to my level. And the reason I'm going to do that is for what we just got finished talking about for the last half an hour. Why? Because if you never get to my level, you're really never going to understand what left and resistance is all about. Can, yeah. I, can I interrupt here as a non-geek, please, Jack? And I, this has blown me away listening to you and it's fascinated me, but I am someone who is not in deep in knowledge. Can I just ask if I have got this right, that you are saying that the way the sun reacts either with a chloroplast or is it, would it be the melatonin in the skin is how we then create the best outcome for our body based Absolutely. on the water. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you something right now that's going to please everybody in Australia will probably shit the bed when they hear this. <laughs> um, there's been nine meta-analyses done in the United States. Actually, it's worldwide. Everybody in Australia who is not listening to their doctors there and the government will not believe this. All-cause mortality is reduced by the sunlight globally. Let me repeat that. That means every single disease on planet Earth, this includes melanoma, is reduced by solar exposure. It also means that blue light exposure and non-native EMF shorten life. So when you understand this fundamentally and then you think about the things going on in the streets of Sydney with uh, slathering sunscreen on kids and telling them to wear sunglasses, do you realize that you guys are making this exponentially worse? You know why? Because you're blaming it on the wrong thing. And, and, and it's absolutely idiotic for you to think in Australia that the sun somehow is different there than it is right here in New Orleans. It turns out the sun has been about the same for about the last 650 million years. It did change 650 million years ago uh, at the Cambrian explosion. That's actually why we went from two kingdoms of life to the third kingdom of life. You all happen to be part of or members of the third kingdom of life like I am. And the reason, do you know the reason why that happened, ladies? is because our sun is a G-class star. When it gets to midlife, it starts to emit 10% more UV light, the light that your people down there thinks killing them. But yet, in the evolutionary record, Darwin showed us that complex life, all 32 fathers showed up overnight when that UV light showed up. So how, how, how confident are you in your supposed experts in Oz? I... 
Now you can see why I think they're absolute morons. <laughs> and I think you need to I get the message out to people because you need to understand, see, there's, other, there's two other legs of the stool. See, NASA goes to look for extraterrestrial life, and they, they use three things. They look for light, water, and magnetism. And it turns out Australia's really pro- real big problem is the other two legs of the stool. That's the real reason you have the problem. And it, once you begin to understand what the data says, the last uh, meta-analysis that was done on solar exposure, I just went to Los Angeles uh, a couple months ago and actually showed this slide because somebody asked me they wanted to see it. The last study was done in Sweden in 2016 that showed that all-cause mortality. Again, I'm going to say it again because it's this important, and your countrymen need to hear this. All-cause mortality is reduced by sunlight. Going out in the sun is absolutely a smart move. The problem is you got to fix the other two parts. And my Australian members know what the, the details are in the other two parts. We'll probably never get to the basis of what the other two parts are in this podcast because it is pretty deep science, but it's actually related to mitochondrial biology, and it's related to the type of water that your guys' mitochondria make down there because it turns out you have a little bit too much deuterium in your system based on the location of your island, continent, and where you all live. See, you live in a desert, and all of you live on the exterior of that desert, on the edge. Nobody lives in the middle. And if you know anything about the way nature builds deuterium in the water supply, uh, it turns out that in around deserts, the, especially with latitude, the deuterium level is worse at the shorelines. Uh, it's best at mountains. It's best where it's freezing cold. It's best at high latitudes. These are all places that are not present in Australia. But you have a neighbor in New Zealand where it's actually pretty good. Uh, and they don't have the same problems that you guys have. That tells you that there's a zip code effect, and there's definitely a big difference. The people who are going to do best in Australia are going to be the people that live between Darwin and Carnes, up by the Great Barrier Reef. The people who are going to do worse are the people that live in Tasmania and Melbourne, uh, and that's because they're high latitude. Uh, it turns out the way water works, uh, the hydrology cycle on Earth, that the best water is at the highest latitudes. Well, there's no, if you know anything about the Southern Hemisphere versus the Northern, most of the world's people live in the Northern Hemisphere and they tend to live at a high latitude. It turns out that everybody in Australia, if they really knew where their haplotypes came from, none of you are really originals. You're all imports and you all have uncoupled mitochondria. You're living, you're living a life of being a mismatch. And it turns out, Doug Wallace has laid all this out. That's the real reason why you guys have the problems that you have, because you're not really adapted to live in the place that you're in. Um, And the irony is the people that are the aboriginals in the middle, they do extremely well when you get out of their hair or your government gets out of their hair. Mm -hmm. The problem is they haven't been able to do that for about 250 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, the issue really is, is that you have to understand nature. And, and that's really what my message was in the leptin prescription and the cold thermogenesis protocol, because it teaches you the fundamentals of how that three-legged stool really operates. Because when you begin to understand it, you don't have to know it. 
as well as me. All you have to know is what the key metrics are to get things correct for where you are and you can do well. If you happen to be a guy like Jason, who was one of my members with, you know, 20, that means he's on the deck of the Titanic. He can't afford to make any mistakes. Otherwise he's going to get taken out by nature. And he did. He actually has done exceedingly well. And now he wants to actually help out what I call the other obedient idiots that live in your country that don't have a clue what they're doing. They'd be more interested in watching the real housewives of Melbourne or Sydney or Netflix more than they would realize that going out to the beach and, and maybe having water that's not from Australia, actually paying a premium for water that comes from a high latitude makes a lot of sense because that's actually what you should do if you live there. Jack, we obviously can't make 22 million people leave Australia and go and live in New Zealand. And a lot of us Kiwis have actually left New Zealand to live in Australia. Uh-huh. And I'm asking you in a, for the key metrics to understand what we can do, the mum in the home, the general everyday family. By hearing this podcast, I would love for you now in layman's terms to give us some of the key metrics that we could be doing on a daily basis that well, would support us with our family. Is that possible? Yeah, it's going to be the same one that I tell everybody worldwide. The single number one, if you get this right, you've done yourself a service. You have to see the AM sunrise. If you don't see the AM sunrise, you can kiss your ass goodbye in Australia. Um, The second big thing is when the sun sets, you have to protect your skin and your eyes from the effect of blue light. Um, If you don't do that uh, down there, you're in trouble. The third big metric, this one's different. This one is very different for you guys compared to us. You already, you already heard me say that I already live in a, a pretty well-developed 5G country. Well, guess what? Australia is getting it because the big mistake Australians make, everything we do in the States, you guys copy. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the biggest mistake that Australia will ever make because it's going to make you guys sicker, faster, than it will make us sick here. And the reason why is because your magnetic flux in your continent sucks. That's the reason why you have a desert that makes up 90% of the landmass because a desert is a geopathic stress zone. You don't have any active volcanoes. Um, you don't really have any of the things that other places have like fault lines and things like that because your continent used to be, you know, connected to Antarctica and it's been moving towards India for the last 65 million years. You're right now, in dead man zone in the Southern hemisphere. And the other effect that we didn't talk about is you have this donut hole that's caused by the ozone layer above your head. That affects the rain that falls on your entire continent. So what does that mean? It means the water that falls in Australia compared to the water that falls in Europe and United States has less ability to absorb sunlight in it than it should. And that's the real problem. And when you understand that, when you understand that water is a capacitor, it's a battery for sunlight, and your water sucks, you start to realize that's how we got the bad idea the sun is toxic. Because if the water's bad and we don't realize that water is really a battery for our cells, we're going to blame it on the sun. 
And that's exactly what y'all have done. That's the real problem. So the third thing that you need to do is absolutely like a, a crazy person, avoid the, the adaptation of 5G. If you have to do things locally in your environment, do it. Uh, and if you can't, if you're stuck in a 5G area like Jason is right now, then you have to go the extraordinary length that he went to is you have to get the best water you can in the globe and import it in to Australia and drink that and do not drink any of the water that comes from your continent. Wow. Does filtered water or any of these amazing mineral reback systems do anything of the like? <laughs> no, not if it comes from Australia. Australia's water routinely, uh, I'm, I'm going to try, I'm, I'm trying to be tactless here because I really want to make an impact for the people listening to this. So I'm going to say something. The water in Australia, I've taken shits that are worth more than the water in your country. That's how bad the water is. That's really what the problem is. So instead of you, uh, I'm, I'm probably going to shock you when I say this, Cindy, because I know your members will, will not believe this is coming out of my mouth. I want you to buy, I'd rather you buy regular food and expensive water. That's how big the problem is in Australia. If you're wasting an extra 20, 30% on buying organic food, you're making a catastrophic mistake. That's a comment that I guarantee you haven't heard from anybody else. No, I, I haven't. Um, oh, and I, I know that we will it matter that's if it's the problem in your country. That is the problem. Nobody is telling you the truth. Mm. And the reason they're not telling you the truth is because they do not understand the physics of organisms. It's, it's really ironic. Everybody in Australia takes the lead scientifically from everybody else around the world. You guys are not paying attention to what's going on in the literature globally. Because I got news for you. 15 years ago, we were like you are right now. That's why I was crazy. I'm not crazy anymore. Now people are paying attention. Why? Because now all of our big cities in the United States, they're all in 5G and people are dying at record rates. People are waking the hell up. Why? As I said before, when people start to get blood in their mouth, that's when they start to change. When you're on the precipice of really bad things happening, that's when people realize you're not joking anymore. When you guys can get me on a podcast and you can chuckle and you see, I'm not chuckling. Mm. You can hear from the tone of my voice, I'm not playing a game. I am dead serious about this. And every year, the serious level is going higher and higher and higher. Just so you guys know, globally, we have a huge fertility issue everywhere. In the United States, almost one in three women can't get pregnant the natural way by, by having sex. They have to go to a doctor. Guess what? In big cities in your country, it's bad. It's as bad. There's a, there's a, a term in Asia called the celibacy syndrome. Do you know what it is? Kids that are 15, 25 years old don't even want to have sex anymore. Let me ask you two girls a question. When you're growing up, do you think your parents had to worry about you with boys? Absolutely. Guess what? Parents today in Japan, South Korea, they don't have to worry about their kids. You know why? They all have Samsung phones. They all have the blue screens in their face. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They're on LinkedIn. They're on Tinder. That's what they're doing. 
Do you think is, we're just wiping ourselves out? Is, oh, is this the... Well, just so you know, I don't know if you guys read books from the States up here. There's a, there's a very famous New Yorker magazine article. I should say author. She's a writer for this magazine. Four years ago, she wrote a book. And one of the reasons why I got called crazy 10 or 15 years ago is because I predicted there is something go, going on called factor Y. What's factor Y? It's the sixth extinction that's going on on the planet right now. See, the dinosaurs saw their extinction event when that asteroid hit the planet 65 million years ago. Obviously, their brains were so small they couldn't figure it out. We're the smartest animal on the planet. We've created our own asteroid, and we're addicted to it, and we don't realize it. And every single thing on this planet is dying. If you don't believe me and you live in Australia, go up to Carnes and talk to the researchers up there like I have about what's going on with the Great Barrier Reef and what's going on with all the water around you and why there's no fish around Australia and why my friends in Australia um, have to get into aquaculture so that you guys can eat fish. Tell me why the toads up in Darwin are taking over. Tell me why all the insects are dying down, in, down under. Why is it now being generalized to other parts of the United States? Why are the monarch butterflies dying? Why, why do bats get white nose disease? Why do the elk in Pennsylvania now get prion disease? Tell me. Well, she wrote a book called The Sixth Extinction. It was five years ago. Well, guess what? I said it 10 years ago. Nobody listened to me. Nobody listened to her. People are paying attention now. Why? Because 15 to 25-year-olds are killing themselves. Mm-hmm. All, of our, all of our creatives in Hollywood are killing themselves. You heard about Anthony Bourdain. You probably heard about Kate Spade. You know what you didn't hear? Jack predicted both of them would die. Do you know why? He found out in 2015 that one of the cell companies put an 80 gigahertz microwave antenna on their roof in, the, in Manhattan. He made a prediction that people in that zip code would get sicker. Guess what? That's exactly what happened. Jack, I would love to know from your perspective, are you a father? Yeah, I got a a son who's 26 and I have a daughter who's 18. And trust me, when they were growing up, it was rough. But I can tell you my son, he's an engineer now, so he really gets it. And he just got married. My daughter is 18 and um, something really cool has happened this year with my daughter. My son's wedding, in fact, in early December, she actually – we actually got into a family fight between me, my wife, and my daughter, where my daughter came to me and said, Dad, I think I want to take over where you're going to leave off. And this is, a, this is a kid that really wasn't into this. She's now, she actually wants to be a dermatologist and teach people to go in the sun. Think about that irony. And the reason why is because from the time she was nine years old to now, she heard how crazy her dad was. Now she sees that everybody wants to talk to her dad because her dad has answers that nobody else has. Let me just tell you something. This is the single most important thing about optimal health. It's the way you think. If you think it's diet and exercise, never join my website. I never want to see you. I don't even want you to read my social media post. Why? Because when you're in a big event going on on the planet, You have no time to educate people who are idiots. 
who don't have an open mind to realize what's going on on this globe. What I am looking for is people with open minds that are willing to read books now that are written about the things that we're talking about on this podcast so that they get up to speed really fast so that I never come on another podcast in Oz and ever get asked a question about food or exercise because it does not matter. What matters is what's going on in the environment around you. And that affects what your opinions and beliefs are about food. That is the key. Once you get that message, that's how you can fix yourself. Because here's the thing. For too long in medicine, we have been focused in on the wrong things. That's why we keep making mistakes. That's why we put people on statins. It's why functional medicine doctors are wasting people's time with supplements and testing. That's not the answer. The answer is light, water, and magnetism. As soon as you uh, embrace it and you understand it, because it does take a little time to get to the point where you have to understand it, it's much easier to do, though, these days because guess what? 10 or 15 years ago, there was no books out there that I could hand you when you said, okay, I want to learn everything about water. I want to learn everything about light. I want to learn about magnetism. I couldn't give it to you then, but now those books are available. You know what the problem is? getting your nose in those books and reading and then asking questions about them say, God, I had no idea this was going on. And the reason you didn't is because you were watching the Kardashians or Netflix. That's the problem. What we are, what we have all become addicted to is our asteroid. When Elon Musk tells my country that he wants to put 400 satellites in the air to deliver 5G from above, including what you're going to get in, in Telstra, because that's who the Australian uh, government has contracted with, you got big problems coming. You got really big problems coming. Um, you, you mean even bigger problems? Oh, yeah. I got news for you. I, I just did a couple of podcasts here in the States that I'm sure you guys probably haven't heard, but I'll give you a little a flavor because it's going to be important for you to understand in Australia. The United States is a pretty big country. It's not as big as Australia, but it's uh, population-wise, it's way bigger. But we have this river that goes right down the middle of the country called the Mississippi River. East of the Mississippi, 5G is going to be delivered a different way than it is west of the Mississippi. Do you know the reason for that? The federal government owns 90% of the land west of the Mississippi and only owns 3% of the land east of it because that's the oldest part of the United States. It also turns out we have the most trees on the eastern slope. And that's where most of the population density is. So the companies are going to have to put cell towers much closer to people there. So what does that mean for people that live in New York, Philadelphia, Chicago? They're going to get sicker faster. What's, what does it mean for people that live in LA and San Diego? It's going to be delivered from above. So if you don't have protection and understand what you're doing there, and believe it or not, California has exactly the same problem Australia does. They have a horrendous water problem which is the reason why that people in California have this real big problem with thinking. You've probably saw our elections not that long ago. It turns out people in New York and California are about the only people who voted for Hillary Clinton. Guess why? The rest of the country didn't. And everybody thought we were crazy. Well, it turns out what's going on in California right now, the social unrest, the, uh, the amount of depression, the amount of deaths just in Hollywood, the last five years, 
uh, in the music business. Um, we've got nurses, residents in New York City jumping out of buildings. We used to have, when I was in training as a neurosurgeon, we had one death maybe every five or six years. Now we have two or three a month. And we're seeing the same thing here, Jack. A lot of suicides. Um, the same effect. And, and this is what I'm trying to tell you. The, the difference is going to be subtle because the way non-native EMF works, to, to give it to you very, very quickly, it changes the free radical signaling in mitochondria. That changes the type of matter you can make in your cell. So, for example, when you're around too much blue light, one of the things that it does on a chronic basis, it causes a chronic light stress from this melanopsin dysfunction that causes the leptin, prescript, uh, the leptin uh, resistance. This destroys dopamine in your brain. What does everybody know about dopamine? If you have altered dopamine, you like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you do that long enough and you keep going, you usually wind up in trouble unless you're Keith Richards. Um, and that's kind of what's going on on a global basis. The problem is it's been very sped up because of how we've changed light around us. Like, the, the light that we're using in the States from 1980 to now, if, if you look at the evolution of light bulbs alone, it, it describes what's going on at NHANES data better than uh, what processed food does. But if you get on Twitter and you listen to all the idiots that are PhDs over here, they're still having arguments about you know high fructose corn syrup and fake food and all that. It, 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 that's not what's causing the problem. See, we've had high fructose corn syrup for 50 years here, but you know what? 15 year olds aren't killing themselves. We're not, everybody here, uh, I'm sure everybody in your country has heard about guns because uh, I know that your government took the guns away. That'll never happen in the United States because of how our government was formed. But it was very unusual. We didn't have any school shootings here until 1999. Well, you guys are probably old enough to remember. When did we get AOL in the United States? 1994. And guess who's addicted to this stuff? Kids. Kids are now coming in my office with diseases that your mothers have. And this is the reason why it happens. You age faster when you use this stuff. And, and the way it happens is so insidious, so counterintuitive to what the doctors learn in medical school that they can't believe it, which is part of the reason why the fastest growing segment of people that are my members are actually medical students and young doctors. Go figure that out, Cindy, if I'm crazy, mm -hmm. huh? Mm -hmm. Because guess what? They're going through training now and none of the people who are their mentors can explain to them why the disease epidemics that we're facing in the United States are what they are. You want to talk about one? I can explain it to you from a mitochondrial perspective anytime. That's what makes me really popular now. Jack, you were talking about the three things to do to help ourselves on a daily basis to see the morning sunrise from sunset on, protect ourselves from the blue light, and right. to, number three, avoid the adaptation of 5G and get the best water we can. Can right. I ask you personally, Jack Cruz, on a daily basis, what do you do in order to help those three legs of the stool around light, water, and magnetism? What do you do? Cindy, I haven't missed the sunrise in 15 years. So that should tell you, number one, I'm sitting here in my house. You guys 
know we put the uh, video on before. You saw what I was sitting in. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in an infrared A light because right now the sun is setting as I speak uh, because it's 6 p.m. here in the States at the 28th latitude. Um, I uh, just I have on my eyes right now, I have raw optics glasses that, that block everything from 435 to 550 nanometer light. Why? Why does, is that important? That's actually the light that destroys your melatonin that's tied to melanopsin. But we didn't really talk that much about because I've been giving you the water hose because we haven't talked in seven years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the light frequencies that protect melatonin. What does melatonin functionally do? You know, everybody in Australia believes, oh, it controls sleep. You'll be shocked to know that it controls mitochondrial DNA. It controls autophagy and apoptosis. So melanopsin dysfunction, what does it primarily cause? It lowers your melatonin level. And here's the shocker for you two. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to keep hammering this stuff about the sun. Melatonin is made from an aromatic amino acid called tryptophan. You want to know what's interesting about tryptophan? Tryptophan absorbs light between 200 and 400 nanometers. That is dense UV light. So I want you to think about this. The number one big chemical that you hear about in the alternative health world is melatonin and UV light makes it, yet it acts at nighttime. Explain. Have some of your experts who come on here explain. Because guess what? It turns out you make it from AM sunrise. When that sun transitions from blue and red to UVA, that's when you start making melatonin. The key is it doesn't act until it's dark at night. But guess what? It's got contained in those aromatic rings. It stores all the light to be released at night so that you can regenerate your bad engines, your bad mitochondria. And that's what controls everything about you. And it turns out that blue light at night destroys you. So you need to have the glasses. I wear raw optics glasses. Why? Because I check all my glasses with a spectroscope. Do I listen to any marketers? No. My advice to anybody in Australia, if you listen to any marketer, you're a fool. If you take any supplements, you're a fool. If, if you can get off of all your prescription medicine, very wise choice. But the only way you're going to do that is you have to control your circadian biology like a crazy person. Why? Because the data is now clear cut. And if you don't know anything about circadian biology, there's a guy on Twitter I want you all to follow. His name is Sachin Panda. He's become pretty popular here. Why? Because he's a PhD researcher. And just about every damn paper he writes, he finds another control mechanism for another part of the body that's controlled by sunlight. So... When one of your idiot friends sits you down and you're having wine and says, no, no, I don't believe this guy. The sun's not bad. You follow these people. And after about a year, you're going to start to go, you know, this is starting to make way too much sense. What are you saying? And, you know, if you want to keep putting sunscreen on and not going outside and wearing sunglasses and putting sunglasses on, uh, you can do that. I tell people here in the States that if you give your kid an iPhone, an iPad, or a computer, it's equivalent to child abuse. I personally believe if you do, if you put sunscreen and sunglasses on your kid and you live in Australia, that's also child abuse. And if you give them a a computer on top of it, it's doubly worse. 
You know, Jack, it's really interesting that you should say that. Um, when I was um, a young mum, my kids are, you know, late 20s now, but when I was a young mum, I wouldn't put sunscreens on them um, and they didn't wear the sunglasses. And I had a mother say that I was creating child abuse to my yeah. children. Hmm. Well, but you got to remember the paradigm of where she was back then. Yeah. She could get away with saying that. And I would tell you, I think you could still get away saying that in Oz now. I mean, I have a lot of Australian members. So hmm. I, trust I just had a Q&A last night with some of them. So I know what's going on. I've got a pulse on that country like you can't imagine. And I'm doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes to actually help your country, you know, by bringing the right kind of water there. Because if it happens – that's going to be the game changer down there. And I've already told Jason, if he brings this water to market down there, as soon as people start taking it, they're going to start seeing all their disease metrics go away. Why? Because here's the good thing. Your country has great sun. Mm -hmm. And that's the single biggest thing. Your solar redox is the single fastest way to improve your mitochondria. The problem is the water is so bad there that it can create big issues. Um, I actually joked with some of my Australian members. I told them the best water in Australia probably is in Syrah grapes, from, you know, in the, in the southwest part of the, the country. That's how bad the water is. Um, and the thing is, you've got to get people to understand that. The real big problem, the real reason why um, the Kiwis have it better than you guys do, and you know this um, because one of you said you're from there, they have huge volcanoes over there, so they get huge magnetic flux. So the magnetic field in New Zealand is way better than it is Australia. Australia really is a dead it's, – it's very much like Mars. It's a, it's a dead red desert, um, and it gets horrible rain, you know, around the clock. Um, that's really the problem. And almost all the people that live on that island, they all have northern European haplotypes. You know, and I try to tell people, maybe I'll, I'll say this to you and to make, make an impact on you. Uh, so I'll give you a third grade analogy of what I just said from a mitochondrial perspective so you understand it. If I told both of you ladies that we were going to take a cactus tree and put it in the tundra, what do you think would happen? Would die. Exactly. Well, guess what? That's exactly what I just said to you. You're all Northern European by heritage, mm. and you don't live at a high latitude climate, do you? No, at sea level. <laughs> and here's the thing. You need to understand that you've been paying a biologic toll for that since your people got there about 15,000 years ago. And that's gone through all those generations. So now it's left you with those deficits. Those deficits have actually set you up for the disease epidemics that you see right now. And that's the key. That's part of the reason why I tell people who are sick Aussies, you listen to me, the smartest thing for you to do is go up to the top of the island so you can get to about six latitude north and then import your water. And I haven't had anybody yet. I'll tell you guys a story because she'll probably listen to this and I know this will help her. She has a genetic disease and she's cool with me talking about it. Um, she's got Huntington's and, you know, Huntington's is a devastating disease. It's a genetic one. Not, not a mitochondrial. Most yes. people get, get it in the mid-50s, and they basically die from a horrible neurologic death. So most people in Australia don't know that the highest uh, incidence of Huntington's disease is in, that, is in Tasmania. And Tasmania, as you guys know, is like 40 to 45 latitudes south. 
and what people haven't realized in the Huntington's community there is that if they just moved to the top of the island, that they would do much better. So Rochelle has been a member of mine for about six years. When she started off, she knew less than you guys did. And she's actually uh, in law enforcement, just so you know this. So she doesn't have any basic science background. And she said to me, Jack, I go to the doctor and it's devastating. They're telling me I need to get my will in order and this and that. She goes, what can I do? And guess what I told her? Just what I told you guys. Shall never not see the sunrise. I want you to go from the bottom of the island to the top, and I want you to import your water. Happy to tell you, she's eight years later. She has no signs of the disease. She pissed off her family. She pissed off her kids. And the reason I'm really proud of her and the reason why I'm talking about her on this podcast, because a lot of her idiot friends that have made fun of her hopefully will listen to this. And I, to- I told her this, and, and I can't say this enough. Who are you good for if you're not good enough for yourself? And she got the message. And she did the very unpopular thing. So when Cindy asked me, tell me the top three things, let me just tell you something, Cindy. You really need to know the top ten things when you live on a continent that's dying faster than any other continent on this planet. If you want to settle... You do so. But I got news for you. The people that are going to listen to this podcast, this, this is designed to be a full frontal assault to your intelligence because what you believe is the big problem. And until you get this message that this is going on all around you, while you're oblivious to it, then you'll begin to understand why you're in deep shit where you are. And the greatest thing about humans We have the ability to change our reality by changing our mind and changing what we believe and changing what we do. We're the only animal on this planet that can break all of nature's laws by a choice. See, I don't have to teach lions and hippos quantum physics. Do you know why? I know it. By nature's law. Mm. They don't break it, but we do it every single time. We're doing it right now by getting this message out. And we're very grateful for it too. I, I can't begin to tell you. And, and I can honestly say, Jack, thank you. Thank you for today. I know we've taken up more time than we can imagine. Like you've had a lot of messages here and a huge impact, I'm sure, on our listeners. And it does, in all honesty, feel like a full frontal assault. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I would love to... I would love for you to give us, what is, your, what is your final message and how can we follow you, be a part of your tribe and your community, and what is your final message to us? Um, I'm going to tell you something unusual. I don't want you to follow me. I want you to become a leader in your own place and teach people what I'm going to say next. If you want to understand Australia's problem, I want you to buy some books and I want you to read these books and I want you to understand them. The first book is Gerald Pollack wrote a book. It's called The Fourth Phase of Water. You need to learn everything you possibly can about water. The next book is called Light Sculpting Life. It's written by Roland Van Wick. You spell his name R-O-E-L-A-N-D, Van, V-A-N, Wick, W-I-J-K. That's where you're going to learn about light and biophotons. The third book is called Going Somewhere, written by Dr. Andrew Marino. It will teach you everything that you need to know 
that are about, about electromagnetic radiation. If you read those three books, you start there, you come back and listen to this podcast after you finish each one of those books, I don't want you to follow Jack Cruz. I want you to become a leader in your town. I want you to tell everybody that you possibly can what you've learned and how you've changed. That's your job. Um, you want more from me, you know where to find me. You know, I'll be on my website. I'll be on my Patreon blog. You know, I've got tons of information. It'll take you seven, eight years to read everything that I've written. That's not the goal. The goal is now is you have to understand, even if you understand 5% of what I said here, if it's made an impact on you, I need you to stop and act. I need you to educate yourself. I need you to change. And the only way I can get you to change is to, to get you to understand the way you think about your world right now is radically poor. Thank you. Cindy, what are your top two takeaways from Jack's message today? Well, I think my um, top takeaway is my heart's beating crazily. Yeah. I think that would be number one. Um, and uh, number two would be I'm, I'm doing the best that I can right now because I get up, I watch the sunrise. I've been listening to Jack for a while. I watch that sunrise every morning. I swim in the ocean. I don't wear my sunglasses um, when I do all of that. Um, so I'm, I'm, I guess my second top tip would be that I'm a, a fifth of the, no, no, I'm not a fifth of the way. I'm 5% there. I feel like now, and I've got a lot of reading to do. What about you, Miss Kim? What was your top two? Well, Jack scares me and I love him at the same time. Um, I really have appreciated the message, Jack. And I think the big take home for me was your trifecta about light, water and magnetism mm. because I have focused so long on chemicals and food and exercise, which I still believe perhaps play an important role, but certainly not the way these are. I'm grateful for the fact that I've always been a sun advocate and I never wear glasses hardly. And I really am excited now to look closer at things like the blue light blockers, infrared. And of course, the most important thing that I've taken from today is the power of water. And Jack, I'm not a scientist and I am not a geek. And I hope you don't think I'm a fool for doing so, but I am a smart person who will listen and I am very intrigued in the science behind the density of the water and now what that deuterium, um, that I, I can comprehend, I'm not sure I can repeat it, but I can comprehend now that the levels of deuterium is what's weighting the water, which is stopping the process of photosynthesis and our mitochondria reacting to that. That's what I've taken and that on a well, cell you've level. Done, you've done pretty good. If, yeah. if you yeah. for a, a non-geek, and that's good, but... Uh, I promise you, the books that I just told you, if you start yes. there, you'll probably, instead of Cindy waiting seven years to talk to me again, she may say in six months, okay, we've read those. Give let's us get them back. Mm. Let's, get, let's, mm. let's go three more books. Like um, maybe some of your listeners will post comments and they'll say, what else can we do? What, what's the next thing? Because they likely heard what I said. You're on a continent that's dying faster than any other continent. And, you know, it's not hyperbole, but I, I would tell both of you this, and I hope you take it to heart. Um, being scared is the wrong emotion, mm -hmm. to be quite frank with you. Um, I think it's better to know than not to know, 
-hmm. And the point that I would try to make to you is I want you to think about the people on the Titanic. There was two types, those that listened to the music and those that fought like hell to get in the boat. I think this is the kind of podcast where you find out what kind of person you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people who will take the good away from this, they'll realize that I came on here to give you a very distinct message. I knew what you wanted to talk about, but I can tell you we weren't talking about that. Mm -mm. (laughs) We were going to talk about what you needed to hear. And sometimes people don't realize that what they need to hear is exactly what makes them uncomfortable. And this is for you especially, Kim. I tell people there's black swan credos, because that's what I call my tribe. Black swans are rare. I know in Australia they're not. They're actually pretty common. But here in the States, I use that moniker. Um, They're rare in nature. We do things and we go to levels that other people can't even fathom to find the truth, the real truth that's based in nature's laws. And I'm going to tell you that you always get success from your failure. Um, You have to find comfort in discomfort. And that's what actually makes you better and smarter than you were yesterday. And to me, that's the most powerful thing in optimal health. Once you change someone's opinion about how they think about things and that they'll go and read things that they normally would never have read, I can promise you, Kim, if you read those three books, you're going to come back and you're going to say to me, I can't believe I wasted 40 years of my life on food chemicals and exercise because they're really not that important. You know why? There was no gold's gym 2 million years ago. Okay. There was plenty of chemicals around. Uh, the, the thermodynamic humans on this planet have always been the same. It's light water magnetism. They vary with seasons. They vary by your latitude. They also varied by your continent. But here's the crazy thing. Those continents have been moving on the tectonic plates for 4.8 billion years. All the change programs that you need are built inside you. You have a giant compound pharmacy inside you that works with nature's native electromagnetic radiation. That's the take home. It's not, here's the crazy part. It's actually not that hard to do the things that I'm telling people to do. In fact, it's really cheap. You know what the problem is? It's going to create some problems for your husbands, for your wives, for your kids. That's part of the reason why I wanted to share Rochelle's story with you, because you know what? That was her greatest problem. Her husband was a real asshole to her. Her kids, even bigger assholes. And you know what? She still persisted as an Australian woman against all odds, even when she didn't know all the science. But you you know why? She knew that she had a genetic disease and she was fighting for her life. I tell everybody, every single person listening to this, there's nobody on this planet that's getting out of this alive. The goal here is so that you can live out your days not tethered to big pharma and my profession. And if you think that this is horseshit, you will be tethered to those people quicker than you want to know. And I'm perfectly fine that people want to do that. I don't have an issue with that. My focus and my issue is in the people that want a different reality than what we're getting right now. And how can, I know you say we can't follow you, but we are intrigued to be a part of you and become one of your black swans. How does that happen? 
Well, you become you can become a member on the website. I would tell most people uh, if you're interested in anything you heard from me, uh, my website is free. You go to jackcruise.com. I have a form. If you just read my form, you'll be there for five or six years. <laughs> it's, it's like ridiculously detailed, and I talk about all different diseases. In fact, if you have any disease, put your disease in a Google box in my name, and you'll probably get shocked. Uh, you'll get an answer. Um, if you want more, you want more of my time, my time costs money. Um, so I have memberships, silver, gold, platinum, and titanium. You can sign up for that. If you just want to sample me via tapas menu, I have a Patreon blog. It's uh, www.patreon.com backslash Dr. Jack Cruz. In there, that's where you get the deuterium story. That, and that's, that's high-level science. That's going to make Kim's hair fall out and her head split open. <laughs> but it's the good kind of stuff because it's going to teach Kim just how much she's left on the table in terms of understanding this. And she's going to begin to understand why I'm so adamant and go after food gurus because they don't know what they're talking about. And the thing is, once you understand this mitochondrial perspective, it's a very, very powerful thing. In other words, you're going to begin to tap the power that you came into this world with. Um, and I, I tell all my members, this, there's a doctor inside of you waiting to be found. The problem is you got to get your mind and your way of thinking out of the way to get there. That's the real key. And honestly, my goal is to create about 70 to 100,000 people on this planet that get this message because I think we can change the world. And, and I have no illusions that there's going to be billions of people that are not going to be helped. Guess what? The reason I'm okay with that as a physician now is uh, because I learned this lesson from evolution. Evolution doesn't save anybody. It's called survival of the fittest for a reason. And it turns out when you're the smartest person on the, I should say the smartest mammal on the planet, you have a duty to do a better job than the other mammals that have become lazy because they like the Kardashians. They like the Real Housewives of Melbourne. They like the, you know, uh, Netflix. That's not my, that's not my people. Not everybody is my people. If, if I helped one person in Oz with this podcast, I feel like I've done my job. If I pissed off 10,000, that doesn't bother me. You know why? They weren't my people. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would love to say on behalf of Cindy and I, and Karen, who couldn't be with us today, that this has been one of the most eye-opening podcasts we've recorded in six years. And I would love to say to you that in appreciation for your time, knowing that your time is incredibly valuable, you have given us way more in the gift of knowledge and, and probably more than anything, my favorite quote from you today is to get comfort from the discomfort as it's the most powerful thing for optimum health. And I think that's Exactly. I think you'd agree, Cindy, what you've given us today. So, Cindy, is there anything you'd want to finish? Success from success. Yeah. We learn the best lessons from failures. This is yeah. the reason why, even in my country, I, I have a huge problem with parents giving everybody, you know, trophies. That's not the way it should be. That's not the way nature works. Yeah. And we all need to realize it. I mean, you got to cut through the political crap. you got to cut through whether you have, you know, an ideology, whether it's left, right, or center, look, this is our cognitive bias as humans. We are creatures of light. We are creatures of nature. And when you begin to realize how we work, 
life gets really simple. You, you, it becomes very focused on what you need to do. Uh, all the extraneous stuff, you just don't have time for anymore. You just, it aggravates me when people invite me on a podcast and they want to talk about carbohydrates. I'm, I'm just, not, I'm, I'm so far past that. You know, that was 10 years ago. That's not now. Uh, now it's, it's on. We are doing some really dastardly things to our mitochondria. And I want everybody to know, you know, what the answer is. You, may, you don't have to know it. Great. Here's the good part. You, lions and hippos get by just fine. You can too. Just make sure you do some of the things that we talked about in this podcast and you can do well. You're amazing. And I loved it when you said humans, we humans have the ability to change our reality, to change what we believe, to change what we do. Mm. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you, Jack. Um, no problem. To all our listeners, I'm sure, like us, you've been just as moved and hopefully just as confronted. Um, and I do believe this full frontal assault will be something that we as a community can also support one another and together create a synergistic effect where we can all be a part of the change that I know Jack and his followers are creating. So to those of you that would like to place a comment, please go to the website, thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. You can also go to the Facebook page, but do not spend too much time there. Um, up for a <laughs> the wellness couch forward slash up for a chat and, and, and get those bleeding glasses on and the infrared happening. Um, Jack, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You're amazing. You're incredible. Maybe, maybe we won't wait seven years next time. Oh, we, we won't, promise. Jack. I'm going to read those books and um, we will talk again. Sounds good. Mm, definitely. Thanks, everybody. Become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed this Wellness Couch podcast. Did you know we've launched a brand new Facebook group where you can chat about any episode you like with a tribe of like-minded people? The group is called The Wellness Couch Tribe and it's an inspirational digital meeting place to connect with like-minded wellness lovers just like you. To locate it and to come join us, simply search for The Wellness Couch Tribe wherever you enjoy Facebook. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.